So, it's me, it's Skeletor, it's Yokozuna, it's Alia, Shock Hat, and we're riding one of those industrial carpet cleaners around, yes. around the bottom of an empty pool. Yes. And uh, Yokozuna goes to do a wicked trick, uh, gets his butt stuck in a drain, Skeletor turns on the pool drain, I don't know why, and it sucks his diaper off. So now I'm in the uncomfortable position of I have to try to help him cover up, mm. but I can't seem like I'm looking mm. because Alia's got a big mouth. So you had to become a diaper. Well, yes. Uh, I essentially formed a human diaper, but I also had to keep noticing things that were out of the eyeline of Pretending like Yoko's Zuna. Thinking about yeah. something else. Yes. And so I would be like, oh, is that a, you know, a yellow-bellied sapsucker or some other funny bird name, you yeah. know, from the old days? Uh-huh. And uh, be pointing in trees. Uh, and Yoko, I think, bought it. Skeletor did not. So Skeletor was pointing out that you, he was there like, was no bird. He's like, there's no bird there, and you're not even looking there. You're just burying your face into Yoko's Zuna. Hey, welcome to Hi, welcome to Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking, kicking butt, butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet, carpet. Line. We have a Hallways, nice guest today. The great debates what are up, here. What up, what up, showbiz. And some of these guys have been on the show before. The debatesters. We did a writer's panel with them, with uh, Dave King and Steve Healy. Uh, they came back and... Well, I, have, yeah, I have something to say about this. When we met you guys, you guys were just these writers, these TV writers, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get a taste of the podcast They did have life. They did have okay. a show then, but it was a... It was a, a joke. You guys would agree that it was a joke. It was a sick joke. It well, was, okay. you were almost making fun going. of the idea of having a show. And we gave you a taste of the podcast life. Well, we, you know, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we got, we heard about your numbers and we got a kind of taste of how a professional operation works. Which numbers? You know, all the the downloads, the <laughs> listeners, the ad rates, and, all of it. And? I'm sorry? And go on. <laughs> are you saying and are you looking for more numbers or are you looking for me to continue the story? Anything. Just okay, right, going. right, 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 right. Um, why would you stop? I guess because he said and and I would. Right, like, I was, right. that's the opposite of stop. Look, yeah. there was one number, yeah. 30,000. 30, it made mm-hmm. an impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that what the number was? That, that was, was the their number. number. That's yeah. our yearly salary. And that kind of stopped us in our tracks. And we said, okay. This could be something. Stop, rethink. Yeah, maybe this isn't a joke. The the podcast that we had at the time, maybe this isn't a joke. Maybe, yeah, I'll admit it. Maybe we should be a little bit more like you guys. Time to, yeah. And Dan Medina is here as well. Dan Medina, good to see you. We just met. Glad to be here. Don't worry. And then you guys made Podmass. Do you want any tips? Maybe you guys figured, like, how to frame, how to print and frame pod mass mention it can be tricky due to the format yes the print view can can be very it doesn't always capture sometimes it cuts off the last word of every sentence mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you have to reprint reframe it can get kind of pricey yes uh so Hayes has kind of like a landscape step. <clears throat> landscape yeah. mode yeah are these like if these are directions that you guys already have written out? That would be great if you could just forward it to us because obviously we've wanted to like print. And I can frame our give you the ones sure. that I give to the Aaron brothers. Yeah, I mean that would be huge for us. What I found is you save it as a PDF. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get the PDF the size you like. Mm-hmm. Crop. Print the PDF. Crop enlarge print landscape the PDF. mode. Print the Don't PDF. Don't print it out of your browser. Don't get into that trap. Yeah, well, and uh, where were you, you know, Sorry, when I printed it out of my browser? Ooh, what is it about podcasts that is so addictive for us, gents? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's the, that's the big question. That's mm-hmm. the classic. That's the big one. Why can't I stay away? Have yeah. You, have you tried to stay away? No, don't. I'm, oh, that oh, could yeah. be a good debate for you that's guys. That's good. Yeah. 
Maybe that's the, the way to debate. And and this is a great opportunity for you to give our listeners a little bit of the flavor of your show. Yeah. Um, oh. They just get a little sample. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when Beautiful Anonymous was on This American Life. And Steve, you have a book as well. You might want to mention the book. Oh, Steve, talk about the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wrote a book. It's called The Wonder Trail. You should he get read it. read a book. Wonder Trail. Yeah. He's got a, a bunch of books. Steve is his most recent book. To My most recent. On. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, we're here to talk about podcasts yeah. and podcasting. Is it like the Wonder Trail from a woman's yeah. navel? Like a friggin' snail trail? I thought that was the Treasure Trail. <laughs> the Treasure Trail. Oh, wait. Different book. And that's actually. Oh, yo. The Happy Trail. That's nice. actually sort of a trap because the thing. You follow the trail, and the thing at the end is essentially a monster. It has nothing to do with. With treasure at all, it's 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 like it, it's like a the opposite of what you're expecting. As with all great tricks, yeah. The promise of adventure at the beginning of the trail is, uh, I, I mean, it inspires bravery. Greedy men like you and me here treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start our journey down the trail, yeah, and then we're, we're punished left for to our face greed. well. And we often face our greatest fear. Well, the lesson is that the journey the, is its own reward. Well, for me, the treasure is found in me surviving the travails. And um, the treasure was inside me. Yes. It was finding that strength. Mm. The treasure is always inside you. Yeah. A lot of the time when I've been promised treasure, <laughs> like, for instance, Earwolf, I think some of these guys are getting treasure for making these podcasts. Right. And it's been implied as well that we might end up getting treasure. Yeah, but then when we ask for more clarification, they go like, the treasure's inside you. <laughs> and that's actually what our contract says. <laughs> oh, that's so, interesting. That could be good, though. Could uh, be good. It better be. Yeah. You know, I have to somehow spin it in a positive way well, for What myself. did Lev say about that when you sent it to him? Lev Ginsburg, my lawyer. Uh, yeah, Lev Ginsburg, your lawyer. Um. What did he when you forwarded him the contract? I'm sorry, I assumed everyone knew Lev, but first he did say yeah. not to sign it. Yeah, uh, he had a lot of opinions on things that I should ask for and things that need to be clear in the contract. Right. And they, I kind of went like, "Well, they're artist friendly; they're not going to care. Like, they're not going to hold us to this if it doesn't make sense." But and we um, said we have Jake Johnson on our first episode. Surely we'll right. be able to maintain that level of guest mm-hmm. all the way through. Which I mean, yeah. how could we not? We didn't successful. deliver on our end of the promise, and uh, they have treated us like we are disappointment. And, uh, yeah, looking back, would I have listened to Lev? Yeah. Yeah. I always feel that way, man. And, you know, I've crunched the numbers. Everyone's got to crunch your own numbers. Oh, please. I would say that's a huge, you know, if you're— I crunch my numbers at the end of every day. <laughs> yeah. Devote an hour a day to crunches crunching and crunching. Numbers. What tool do you use to crunch your numbers, Dave? Just use calculator calc on calc. Uh, my iPhone. That's all you I need. Calc it. Calc. I calc it. Because yeah, if you use anything more complicated, you, you're you're kidding yourself. Well, and it's easy. It's, it's easy, easy to get easy. lost That's, in thank it. You. So deal. just take the raw data. That's what I always tell people. Get the big numbers, the raw data, your nets and your grosses, your percentages – should, go, should we talk yeah. about our nightly rituals? Yes. I mean, me, yeah. it's yes. I do a third of the New York Times crossword <clears throat> puzzle. Right. Mm-hmm. I close it. I curse it. Now you, do, I crunch my numbers. It's it's one. It's the top third, and a lot of them are. It's amazing how you do this because a lot of them are incomplete. You manage yeah. to just perfectly fill in. You work top the exact top third. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how you. How you do that. What do you mean, like, how I do it? It seems like you're not using the clues. The clues, right. Well, the clues are a distraction. That is A lot of times they say it's mean what they say. You're doing it European style. I am. Well, my Oma, that's what I call my Nana, my Oma uh, taught me a style of crosswording that is unorthodox here in the States. But is actually a lot more effective, a lot more freeing, and a lot more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Where's Oma from? Uh, whew, I never asked. <laughs> she was a mean lady, so I tried not to pry. Okay. Is she no longer with us? Mm, 
You haven't asked. Haven't asked that yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If she's gone. She gone. I hope, you know, there's a little bit of do re me coming my way. <laughs> What's your <laughs> nightly ritual, Healy or Medina or Hayes? <laughs> I'm usually... <laughs> I find myself searching for my son a lot of these yeah. nights. Give me back my son. Well, he, I mean, it's not, it's a different search every night. It's not like I, I find him every night, but he, once a night he'll go, see ya! And then he runs out the door. Huh. Uh, that almost, sounds almost like, that's his ritual, it sounds yes. like, in some ways. You have a father-son <laughs> ritual together, which that's is beautiful. nice. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's how he thinks of it because he says, don't find me. And, but he's, saying, he's yelling, don't find me so loud that that's usually how I but how is he find But how is he saying it? Like with a little It love, is a little, a is little, a wink, a little is there wink, a little do find me. It might be a little playful. He's very hoarse. And so it's, he's, just a, he's a horse person. You have a horse son. Not, not like a. Not a horse, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. Uh, but he has a very hoarse voice. And so it's, it's tough for him to. Like express emotion through his voice. Because he had a pretty. We can talk about it. He had a pretty bad accident doing the cinnamon challenge when he was yes. very young. Oh man! Yeah, where he mm-hmm. did try to do. He was able to successfully do the challenge once, and yeah. so then he went quadruple or nothing. Uh, wow. Thought he was going to make a killing. Well, I yeah. think I read about this. Uh, for things of cinnamon, and you know, he thought. Um, he, I'm sorry. Two hundred thousand dollars later, he has uh, a functioning throat, um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do what you want it to. I wish, voice-wise. He I wish. seems to think more cinnamon is going to fix the problem, mm. and so that's what I think. Hair we have no, dog. we have no cinnamon in the house. Obviously, mm-hmm. I wish so. he could go back to the time of the cinnamon challenge and mm-hmm. tell so many of those kids yeah. that even the ones that are going to get famous, it's going to be pretty fleeting. Is it worth mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that it's hard to do something else once you're sort of you're known a as the kid. cinnamon kid. Yeah. Yeah. Cinnamon do kid. the cinnamon yeah. kid. And for a while there was, yeah, bring me in the cinnamon kids. We'll get a million of them. It was like Vine Stars. But then, you know, that kind of just yeah. disappeared, that whole thing. But if I went back and told all those kids that, then I would sort of feel like, oh, now it could be just me doing this. Right. You Is know? it an opportunity? Now for them? I've yeah. carved out a real space the just for myself. Well, if you could jump back and forth in time, there's a lot of opportunities you could create for yourself. Mm. Whoa. That's something I think mm. about often. Yeah. Where I'm like, would this song Pop Style by Drake be popular if I had recorded it? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, if I had to be, uh, if I were one of the Celtics, could they still win a game? You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how I, about? I drive myself crazy with those kind of uh, That's logic games. Very trippy. Yeah. How about this one? If I killed Oma, you know, would I exist? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Huh. You you said you're not sure if Alma's still around or not? I don't know, but I'm saying if I'm going back in time. Going back in well, time. Stop her from how, doing how some of the stuff that she did. I do think if you killed Wait. her now, you'd probably be in the clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms well, of existing, at least. Did you, did you kill her? Is that? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, uh, well. You haven't asked. You know what? It's, yeah, I haven't actually asked that. Um, uh, but that we could be hear everyone's that night ritual. That could be an interesting debate. Oh, yes, that's a good debate. Did I kill Oma? But we do need to hear some more night rituals first before yes. we get into the debates. But we would like to give people some of the flavor. The flavor is the rituals? The flavor is the debates. and, yes. and oh, we, hope we, do, yeah. we hope it stays we in their mouth so hard that they go listen to your show. We do have to account for all the night rituals. Okay, let me just blast through my night ritual. Yeah, Big blast. glass of milk, mm, Sonicare. Sure. Mm. Stretch for 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm mm. in bed, I'm done. It's nice. 30, it's mm-hmm. 30 minutes. You have to stretch 30 minutes minimum. What are we focusing right after on when we stretch? Right after a big milk. After your milk, you got to stretch the milk out, let it get into all mm. your bones. Mm. A big milk. A mm. huge milk. Mm. I'm going to hit a big how, milk. How many ounces of milk is that? 20 ounces. Yeah. I do 20 And you ounces. just pound it. I pound it, yeah. I it stays it fresh. One gulp. Yeah. I One mean, gulp of milk. monster milk. Yeah. Gaw. Yeah. Blast it. And then you just stretch. Feel it get into the bones, into the joints, into the gristle, and mm-hmm. feel your body mature. It's nice. Uh, I don't do animal products as much. I don't like the term vegan, but I am plant-based. Your diet is plant-based. Mm-hmm. 
What don't you like about the term vegan? It reminds him of the character Vega from Street Fighter, uh, which yeah. is a scary character. Yeah, freaking claws. Yeah. All right. Okay. Don't don't remind. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad. How's that not against the rules? The claws or him? Yeah, saying, he's wearing claws. Yeah. No rules in a street fight, brother. They got guys throwing fireballs. Then why? Okay, but that's a ability that he developed over time. The yoga flame. And they yoga fire. Got, uh, yoga fire. Yeah. And also a monster is allowed to compete. Balrog. Well, Balrog's a boxer. The monster. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa. I wouldn't call that guy a monster. Who's the hairy monster? Because he's got like a gold of, tooth. Who's the green healing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just because he has, you know, a slightly different, probably background. So, than so you. here we are. We've got Blanca, who's like a green guy that there like gives up like orange hair. hair but who Balrog yeah, is yeah. a monster. Balrog's a monster. Sorry, to you. I got the names wrong. It's been a while. Holy shit. Okay, so we're about halfway done with the night rituals. Nightly rituals. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll be mine. Uh, TM, TM, TM. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, I do. Tw- basically, I do 20 minutes of meditation. Before dinner, I eat dinner. I do an hour of meditation. I crunch the numbers, and then I do 90 minutes of meditation before sleep. Uh, would you be okay with Medina guessing your mantra? <laughs> Yeah, I look. I, you know, the, if he guesses, it's uncomfortable. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm willing. If I'm he guesses fine. it right, you have to get a new one. Medina, you know, you're clear for takeoff. Well, what does he get? What does Medina get out of this if he guesses it right? <laughs> He's cleared for takeoff. He should get I'll, something. Look, cleared just, for, just cleared for takeoff. Yep, I'll, cleared for takeoff. And Medina, while you think about it, I'll write. I'll write it down on this card. I'm folding it over. I'll okay. slide it over to Hayes. So we have it. Okay, so Hayes, Hayes has yeah. the card. So you know so it. I can, uh, yes, I I'm can confirm whether or not. Yes. Hayes, don't look. Okay. Please don't. Please don't look because. I only want to use this as verification if he actually guessed it right. And if right. he didn't, obviously, I'll take it back and you'll never look at it. Right. Thank God. And okay. it'll be mine. Go ahead. I have this inside of me. It's not a guess He's yet. preparing This to is guess. not a guess. <laughs> right. But now it seems like he does have it inside of him. Okay. And for, I mean, he's summoned the mantra. We should probably, I mean, yeah. just so the listeners know, his eyes are like in the back of his head now. This is inside of me. <laughs> it is inside of me. Yeah. It's about, it's inside of you, right? Hayes, open, open that card. card. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What does it say? I, it says, I have this inside of me. Yeah, don't look at the don't look at it, that part. Don't look at, don't this look thing at on the that vo- part. I, that's something else. We'll, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Is that supposed Re- to be me? It's not. Don't. If you're going to look at that part, don't show it to Sean. <laughs> this, I mean, it's a part, like part of it's typed and part of, part of it looks like it, it's like there's an opposite page. It looks like it's a script. Somehow, so it looks like you were reusing paper. Yes. Somehow part of it's typed. Yeah. And and, and you're writing it down on a piece of the script paper. Yes. It looks like a workaholic script. It is. Where Sean's character Fritz. Ah, uh, yes. Fritz. The, the, the acting teacher mm-hmm. is being written out of the show. Oh. That, that has nothing to do with my mind. Give me that. You're drawing me. That is not necessarily you. It and is I'm sucking you, on Vega's case. claws. And I'm saying, ooh, I like this. I don't deserve to be on the show. Dave King should have played Fritz. I would never say that. I brought that character to life, David. And I liked, I liked the way you played Fritz. I liked it. But, but... I had already been established as canon. Did in you the feel like you gave universe. it up too fast in the ICP yes. episode? Yes. I look for everyone who doesn't know the three or four He's people. Hatchet, man. I played Juggalo Davis in a season one episode of Workaholics. The Hatchet Man, yeah. Sold hatchets. It had been. It just seemed like that's who the character should have been. Why did they need to bring in a Fritz? Davis exists already. So, yeah, great. Now we're airing our grievances, I guess, here. 
I'm sorry you had to find out about it this way through my mantra, which also happens to be in Medina. Guess it correctly. It is inside me. Here's a little story about Davis writing for the show Love. So I get an audition for the show. As you could imagine, I'm excited. It's Judd Apatow. Right. Leslie Arfin. Paul Rust. These are some big names. I'm stoked. Dave I King. go in. Dave King is involved. He's a producer and a writer. You'll you'll appear. Don't worry. <laughs> I go in. Ali Waller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ellie Rushfield, Brent Forrester. Believe me, a lot of fans of mine. Gillian Jacobs. I get in there. I fucking drill it. I've never been so right for something in my life. Allison Jones casting doesn't know what to do with themselves. And by the way, there's a big article about her. So... And she's actually the one who secretly is responsible for all the success. A lot of the shows. good stuff so. that you see, she knows who's good to put in. Yeah. So I finish up. I clean up. I leave and I wait a lot for the of, phone So call. many people don't clean up. <laughs> Please. It's, it's so unprofessional. It's like you did an audition. We know you made a mess. Just clean the shit up. <laughs> I go to play in a big Hollywood poker game that night. Don't want to talk about who plays in the game. You know, Don C. Riley, whatever. Big names. I flopped the nuts a couple times. It's monster stacks. And you were doing your audition for a lot of people at the game, and they agreed that it They was- want to have fun. Right. The game is for fun. Yes. You know, it's not make money night. It's poker night. You play poker. You yeah, have fun. We've, sure. Okay. You clean up if you're doing your audition. Some or, people are very concerned about just how much money are they up or down. We've they've all played all, poker with names. Yeah. But Dave King is there. He's the one I don't like. And I talk to him huh. during pizza time, and I go, I came in for your show today. And he goes, oh, my God, that's so fucking great. And I go, yeah, really funny role. I'd really love to do it. I drilled the audition. I cleaned up afterwards. Dave goes like, oh, that's, you totally should be – yeah, I, I hope you do. I go like, oh, well, that's awesome. And he really heavily implies he's going to put in a word for me. Sounds like it to me. He's producer on the show, sure. producer level. He's episodic. He's not being paid by the week. And I am feeling like this seals the deal, not that I needed it. I, the character's name is Wyatt. Yeah. Smash cut two. I'm watching the show Love in my home with my wife, who I love. And I don't want her to see me the way I'm about to be. You should say you're watching in your wife's home. Yes, I'm sorry. It's her home, but I am allowed there for limited periods of time. So as we're watching it, the character, Wyatt, appears on the screen the one I auditioned for, the one I thought, they must have just eliminated this character. There's no right. way someone else is playing him. They must have decided he wasn't right for the world. I know the show was in flux. There was probably a lot of messing around at the beginning. Dave couldn't decide what he wanted to do. So as I'm watching it, who is playing Wyatt on the show but Dave King, my former friend who had promised to put a word in, uh. was in fact a snake with a knife. This is where you call in Lev, I think. I think this is a Lev situation. It is a conflict for Lev to represent both me and my my acting nemesis, Dave King. Well, maybe, okay, so if this is about Lev, then maybe this is the time one of us puts a call in and says, Choose. Sorry, you know, yeah, pick a side, Lev. Pick a fucking side. Oh, I don't think numbers game. For him, it's a, yeah. And we'll, Whoever, he'll crunch his own numbers, he's bud. Gonna crunch his he's going to crunch gonna his own numbers be like, do I want to be with Wyatt or the guy at home watching his wife oh, watch another good. guy play yeah, Wyatt? That's right. I wonder, tough decision. It's a simple <laughs> Tough tally. call. Mm. Do I want to be with the guy who got the part or the guy who thought he had the part? I got an episodic guy who's also playing a part. Mm-hmm. And I got a guy who's watching his wife watch at home. Yeah, mm. I'm watching my wife watch the show. How, how much? How much? Commission do I get when a guy watches it home with his crunch, wife? Crunch, crunch, crunch. Uh, I did audition for the part of Wyatt and did a better job than you, and that is why I was cast in the role. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just so uh, that I just want to make that clear. Wasn't a local hire? 
Uh, I inside was a local the building. Here, I live in Los Angeles. You're misusing the. I think one thing that happened is some of the people were afraid that if Wyatt was too funny of a character, he would steal scenes from some of the other main characters who are writing the show oh, and making that's, a lot of the decisions. It's funny. I can disabuse you of that notion, uh, having been inside the process. Actually, what happened was uh, Judd thought I was a funny person, and he suggested that I audition. And so even though I had no intention of doing that, my boss asked me to. Mm-hmm. And so then I went and did that and got the part because of how funny I was. Oh, right. Well, so there's no actually, way that he would yeah. manipulate you in order to keep the rest of his cast who are bigger stars happy and make you feel like you're being funny when actually no, you're I, just sort of a... Right, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a big uh, Hollywood player like Judd. He wouldn't know how to do that to someone. Anyway, let's talk about some debates. One debate is uh, how come BJ Novak... Uh, said that yours is his favorite podcast when he'd been on this podcast. Did he forget or hit his head? Mm. You want to debate that? Mm. Well, he said that on Tim Ferriss's podcast. Right. Which is like... Interesting. So he was already on another podcast. Four-hour work week. Yeah. 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 Tim Ferriss has such good sex. Four-hour four four hour sex a week. He just... Yeah, four-hour four, four sex week. He just will often give me a health tip, mm-hmm. maybe like show me how to make a smoothie. And then it's suddenly and then about fucking. And then he'll just toss it in, and, like as if I was going like, okay, but does this guy really fucking lay it down? <laughs> and and if I'm wondering, I don't have to wonder anymore. <laughs> it comes out. You're telling. He lets you know. He generously allows me to picture him fucking even when he's talking about something totally unrelated. Life is full of mysteries and wonders. It's nice to have some certainties. Mm-hmm. And one is that Tim Ferriss can uh, go to Bone Town hard thoroughly death, for a long time. Death taxes and Tim Ferriss yeah. laying it down. Let's put it that way. The guy lays <laughs> lays it on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but do we want to do the BJ debate? Yeah, should you guys debate? Well, yeah, well, Steve mentioned what podcast he said it on. Was that the debate? Medina. Medina is the thing. His topic is BJ. Did BJ hit his head? Did BJ was he hit injured his head or was it a pointed assault on Hollywood Handbook? was it a pointed assault on Hollywood Handbook? Okay, yeah, I'll take right. the pro. Pointed assault on Hollywood Handbook. I think, yeah, he's firing a shot across your bow. No question. And you guys honestly need to respond. He'll be disappointed if you don't. That's my opening statement. BJ's a smart guy. He's not going to make enemies in Hollywood uh, that that cavalierly, if you will. We also – look, we have some inside information. You and I both know that BJ's not quite as coordinated as he lets on to be in his characters like Ryan Howard on The Office. He's prone to injury. You and I have seen him uh, accidentally hit his elbow in his hand. I think it's totally possible that on his way out of Moza or wherever he was at, he hits his head on a door frame. And for for no malicious reasons, he's going to uh, accidentally say that The Great Debate's his favorite podcast. If, can I tag in? Yeah. yeah. It's big. Yeah. Head's, his head's big. Head's very big. Yeah. He's I'm, got a cinema star head. Look, can I head. tag in? Yeah. Hayes would know. Nice. Very well done. If BJ hit his head on the way out of Moza, that was part of a strategy. I'm, this is a guy who's planning moves ahead of moves. I think he's sending you guys a strong, clear message. Turn it up, handbook. Been around for a while. You're at that 30000 Good. Let's get it to 40000 You know, this would all make sense if BJ himself had his own podcast and he actually had skin in the game. But what he gains nothing from our – from saying the great debates is his favorite podcast. You know, this is a guy who's not going to just say things – Altruistically, as you said, he's a calculated man. He's thinking three steps ahead. This had to have been a mistake on his part. He obviously either – I mean no, I'm not no, saying no. he hit his head because I think that Sean is, is, is throwing that in a little too, I don't know, conveniently as the catch-all solution. Can I tag in? Please. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh Uh-uh. You've got a great coach who's got a lot of great players. He's going to set them against each other, pit them against each other. And that's what BJ is. He's a coach to the world of podcasting from the Tim Ferriss down to the great debates. 
He's trying to get this. You know dynamic. what? If he were such mm-hmm. a good coach, then that move would have worked because, as you said, handbook stuck at thirty. They're stuck at thirty k. So if 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 BJ is this John Wooden of podcasts, then why hasn't the motivation worked? Why haven't their numbers gone up? Hitting his head Again, in Mozart. It all, it all points back to he hit his head. Hit his yeah, head I, in Mozart. Didn't Sean hit that. his head in Mozart. We're here now. Right. We're at the H book. Yeah, I don't know what their numbers are going to be next week, huh. but I'm guessing I've it's not going to be thirty thousand. I got a pretty damn good guess that if you look at that uh, flat line on the chart, that it's not going to suddenly peak from three schmoes from the Great Debate showing up and arguing about whether or not. I mean, listen to what we're even arguing here. I think he set this whole thing up for this exact day, and he wants to see what you guys are going to do to respond. We're here. I mean, I think we he's are. hoping to go on Tim Ferriss next week and say, Tim, I'm back. I know you bone. I'm back with Hollywood Handbook as my favorite podcast. Wow. I would suspect I, I would agree with you if I didn't know that Doughboys is a podcast. Doughboys is definitely the X factor. That Doughboys is absolutely that going is to be true. his favorite That's podcast the next time he's interviewed. Yeah. It really is time for us to team up against Doughboys. Well, that is, and, and that's why we brought you. Here. Can yes. we talk, right, talk honestly about that? About that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Where this, can we hit them? What are their weak points? They well, seem pretty impenetrable. One thing that I've noticed about Doughboys uh-huh. is that they're running low on chain restaurants already. I mean, you hit mm, sixty yeah. episodes, mm. eighty episodes. There, you know, okay. So the last one I heard was uh, Bubba Gump with Paul Shear, <sighs> and sure. it was look, okay. it was a great mm. episode, but. Is that the restaurant that comes to mind when you think of chain restaurants? I thought uh, they have Joan uh-huh. Ray doing Jolly Bee. Jolly Bee. I'd like I to mean, announce talk about bottom of the barrel. I'd like to announce on the podcast. On this podcast. On this podcast. <laughs> well, that, no, but we would love to also do anything on Doughboys. I'll do anything they want. I'd like to I've announce. I've been in touch this with Mike about being a guest. I'd love to anytime. He, I'm a huge fan of his. I'd like to get this out in front. Yeah, Mike, he's very funny. They're on amazing. Love. And like, I didn't audition for that character. He earned that one outright. So June 24th, 2015, over a year ago, this is a message I wrote to Nick Weiger. Not that you asked. And not sure if this chain is big enough, but if you do a Doughboys about BJ's brew house, oh no, I do fucks with the Pazuki. Huh. He says that'd be rad. I love that place, and now I'm really blowing him up. It's where my wife first met my parents years ago. I mean, he's getting intimate with me. Mm. Sean, it's okay, man. Hang in there, bud. Mitch out of town for like a month. All right, okay. When it gets back, let's set it up. I say, this is all on June 24th, 2015. Sounds good. Well, it's been more than a month. If they do BJ's brew house, the psychological warfare, I mean, they're obviously waiting to drop a BJ's episode to to just shatter just me, to, probably that, on my anniversary the, with my wife, whose house I get to hang out in sometimes when I want to watch TV. They're waiting. They're not doing BJ at BJ's. I mean, I was just they, thinking. That's, I mean, we were all yes, going that's the fear. Yeah. But I actually don't think they he will. Really I think is. they'll go with someone far smaller. Mm, interesting. Just to say, to really fuck with you. Because if they bring BJ to BJ's. A BJ Porter. A BJ Porter. A BJ mm. Averill. BJ Averill would be the right size guess for that. So, because, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm sorry to hear about this, Sean. I mean, yeah, that's a fucking bummer, dude. When are you guys going to be on? Been texting with Mitch, hoping they call yeah. my name, you know? Hoping to get called up. Yeah. Man, Mitch is funny in that role. He must have nailed his audition. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Well, I and again, he, I mean, that only sort of proves the your hypothesis wrong further, which is the uh, this absurd notion that Judd was for some reason casting people who weren't funny. Oh, is he a writer, producer on the show? Mitch? Yeah. No, just heavily involved. Oh, he's an actor. He's a professional actor. Actor, professional actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as am I. I mean, I wear many hats. Mm-hmm. As you know, I've been, you know. Did a lot on Carson Daly. Make America Debate Again. Last That's Call the main hat. with Carson Daly, uh, Workaholics, Parks and Recreation, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Traffic Light. Traffic Light played a voice. No big deal. Played the voice of Phil on an episode of Traffic Light. 
Is that a big deal? I don't know. Yeah. Still get the residuals. So, guess I'm a professional actor. I don't know. Should we have a quick debate? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I would love to just see a debate about Sam, about Engineer Sam. Mm. This is something that I have I'm personally been going back and forth on a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll take the and pro. So, which okay, <laughs> good pro Sam, and, and you. Uh, yes, you'll be the anti Sam. Yeah. Gladly. So the topic is Engineer Sam. Hey, Healy taking the he's pro. on the case. It's Saturday. He's doing his job. He's got his brewer's hat on, mm-hmm. and he doesn't break. That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, most engineers, they'd be sitting here listening to the handbook, laughing their ass off, texting people photos, Snapchatting it, periscoping it, trying to make it something for them. Can you believe this is my job? I'm here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get to work with these dummies. Can you believe it? These dorks are in again. Mm-hmm. That's not Sam's way. Mm-hmm. He's a pro. He chills. He roots for the brewers. He hangs out. He almost makes it seem as if he doesn't like the show. I mean, that's how professional he is. And that's where my argument's going. There's a difference between chilling and showing the courtesy and respect and sort of helping contribute to the bonhomie of the podcast, if you will. I haven't seen this guy crack a smile since I sat down. Am I asking the guy to break out laughing? No, of course not. But would it kill him to show in some way that he's enjoying the process? Uh, No. In fact, I almost feel like that should be part of his job description. I know he's working the ones and twos over there, trying to make this sound as good as possible. Uh, The Brewers hat, it's a little trying too hard. He's using the retro one with the old M&B logo. Why not use the current one instead? Um, Again, I'm just not getting a sense. I feel like he's against us and not with us. Look, you've got two models here. You've got the Kevin Eubanks model laughing at everything. Thing, participating in the show, and you've got the Jean Baptiste model, letting Colbert be Colbert, just doing your thing, being a professional. He's from the second school, Engineer Sam. Which one of those the, shows was more popular? Jean Baptiste. Well, I'm look. trying to remember. Well, look, you which know, one of those shows got more got more numbers? Thank you. Look, is that his, is that Jean Baptiste's job, or is that Colbert's job? Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt for Jean Baptiste to pitch in. I'll tag in. Flashback to forty-five minutes ago. We're asked by production coordinator Kevin to no longer record on Saturdays. Sam is present for this request. I'm sort of expecting maybe Sam will say, "Hey, Kevin, don't take this away from me. This is I love doing this on Saturdays with my with these guys. What would I do on Saturday, Kevin, if these guys didn't come in to record?" I'd be left to my own motorcycle devices. Wait, you didn't tell me the guy rides a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. That's all he no, does. That's the game change. It lit- it literally. Primary is. characteristic. Motorcycling is dangerous. It's dangerous not only to himself, but to other motorists. It's, I call it a selfish form of transportation. No I, I question is dangerous. No him. question he's going to die or have a serious injury, but fucking cool. Is I it? mean, riding a okay. motorcycle is cool. Yeah, well, it's as cool what? as riding a bicycle times ten. Can I tell you how much sense it makes suddenly that Sam rides a motorcycle? Because what is a pod? Look, we're, there's six guys sitting around a table here trying to get something done as a team, and I feel like well, there's. I, I am going to correct myself. There's five guys and one guy because it's uh, us and then Sam over here. Just as when I'm out on the road, it's everybody in their cars and then one motorcyclist weaving and bobbing yeah. through the lanes, making everyone's uh, pulling their hair out. Hey, what the hell, buddy? You know, I'm going to open a car door and hit Sam on the way home, and we're both going to be involved Look, in it's litigation. A, it's a rush to engineer a podcast. Like, you're feeling a lot of adrenaline pumping. You can't just walk out the door and get in a Prius. You know, you need to keep that going. You need to keep chasing that high. There's, there's, and I'm, of course, there, of course, but there's more responsible ways to come down to let the adrenaline. Oh, you love for him to do TM. I know. You're all, you're from podcast to podcast telling everybody to do TM. But look, some guys that doesn't work for. They need something a little more. Well, he can, you know, okay, but there's ways to do it without endangering the people around him. That's my closing statement. What is Sam's TM mantra? Oh, that's and I want to know what guys it doesn't work for. Oh, yeah. yeah. What kind of guys? Oh, and by the way, when you said there's five guys in here working together, we also have Coach BJ Novak on the sidelines. He didn't even have to be in the room to help He's inspire us. He's pulling all the He's strength. up in the skybox. Mm-hmm. He, has, um, that's, he has that flag in front of his house that says sixth man. Because mm-hmm. he's like the way the 12th man flag is up in Seattle, which I think is right. cool because he's like the sixth man of this 
of every podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Medina, did you have a take? What'd you think, Dean's? He wanted yeah, to know I what Sam's mantra. I want to know what Sam's mantra is. But right. I also think the Sam. Would you be Sam. mad if Medina tried to guess your mantra? Uh, no. Go ahead. <sighs> okay, it's inside of me. Okay. Well, that's not a guess. That's the warm-up. That's the warm-up. It always confuses me when he does mm-hmm. it. Then it does. Could be. Stretch and Sam, yeah. could you scribble it down inside this greeting card yeah, and hand right. it to Hayes so that he can read what it is later? There's money in here, too. Uh, it's from Oma. I am going to go there. And now... Is I, I don't know if that's the guess, or if Medina is about to go. Medina, what's that? Medina, the guess? say guess when you've guessed. Yeah. He's, okay. Oh, he's back. I'll try it. Okay, he's about to. I'm go gonna try there. it now. I'm gonna guess. Okay. I am going to go there. And that's the guess. That is the guess. I didn't hear guess. No, I said it. Oh, guess. He, he said, said I'm going to guess. Are you okay, bud? It, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's oh, that's, oh, that's lift, scary for me to see that. you take off like that. That the first time you only got an inch, inch or two inches off the ground. This time you were like four or five inches off the ground. Sam, should Hayes open his greeting card? Yeah. The greeting card is from Oma. Mm-hmm. It, and it says... It, there is a little money in it, but it says that something about how you tried to put her upside down in the tub. You're okay, ki- this is okay. That's her version of that story. What I said was so okay. Well, I, I said your say, wig's disgusting. Take it off. She she has been. I just want to. It seems like this is your weekly payment for giving her baths. Uh, yeah, but I said and your said, wig's disgusting. Please take don't it put off. me it upside down next time. It's got. It's got. Bugs in it or something. She didn't want to take it off. I said, well, I'm cleaning it. So either you take it off or you're going in with it. And it wasn't a tub. It was a running washing machine. I would say, okay. Uh-huh. That sounds worse for I'm you, taking though. Sean's side here. Oh. It sounds like he had a wig bug problem. Dealt mm-hmm. with it. Well, it's got to be very sudsy to make sure you kill those bugs and their eggs. Yeah. Wig bug. What is that upside? What does that mean? Wig bug is Medina's. Oh, Sam's out. Sam's out, guys. Goodbye. He bailed. Getting that motorcycle. Getting out of here. He's gonna go there. Who's engineering now? Is this even being engineered? The levers are moving, which (laughs) makes me think that BJ is somewhere remotely controlling the board. He's He's got that app. After List app, now he's got like remote engineer app. To answer your question, I think upside down is wig first. Oh, mm-hmm. is that what that means? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that makes sense then. How much money was in there? Four dollars. Mm-hmm. Blood money. Because I don't know what does that mean. <laughs> well, I leads me to believe that you maybe killed her. Nah, you can't kill her. <laughs> right. Okay. Goddamn battle axe. What do you want to read uh, some of your book from memory, Steve? Oh yeah, I'd love for you to lay down some of that shit. Well, you know, it's tough to know where to begin. The book's like three hundred pages. This so is the what, book, or this is you talking about the what book? What page would you like to hear? Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, I have an Dave wants to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Dave, you better read. I know what page Dave wants to hear, man. Sixty-nine. Hell yeah, page yeah. sixty-nine. Come on. Yo, me and my boys call that the Happy Meal. The Happy Meal, buddy. There I am, down in Oaxaca, Mexico. The sun beating on my face. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of you want more than a lot of there I am's of the, of the book. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, the reader is jumping in and out. You right. got to remind them constantly. You have to mm-hmm. sort of guess where they're going to be when they pick up the book mm-hmm. and jump in. Once again, the book's called The Wonder Trail. Mm-hmm. Kindle. It's got to have a subtitle. A true stories from Los Angeles to the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Again, I Kindle. Knew. Is there an audio book? Amazon, there's an audio book. Who's reading it? Me. What do you mm-hmm. define as the end of the world? Mm, like, you know, Patagonia, the bottom of South America. You know, like Patagonia or 
people shooting cops, cops shooting people. Yeah, well, yeah. We don't, we don't take a side on this podcast <laughs> on that yeah, stuff. People. Wise. <laughs> yeah. We got robots with bombs out there now. Bomb bots. And they're blowing people away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel more at ease, less at ease? The drones? Right. Here's the thing about drones is they can't get down into caves like raptors can. That's why what we really what the military should really be focused on is training some of these raptors to militarize them. I'd say if we see them do one trick, like if they stay based on a hand gesture, at that point we should be abandoning drones and putting all of our resources into Putting the Raptors, you know, there, down there to fight our battles. I saw a TED talk that Vincent D'Onofrio did about this. Mm-hmm. He said that sometimes the trainer will have too strong a bond with the Raptors and not want to use them as weapons because they are animals, even though they were created in a lab. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you have to use the chaos created by another dinosaur getting loose. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Sean? And this may or may not be related to what we're talking about. Sure. Just. Uh, <laughs> Don't connect the dots yet. Did you audition for the Jake Johnson part in Jurassic World? Uh, you know, for an actor of my caliber yeah. to remember, every audition they went uh-huh. on, every time they nailed it, every time they cleaned up and left a nice space for the next actor, <laughs> that's that's not really uh, – okay. that's not a possibility. And there is – the cleanup for that one was difficult because there is a thing in that movie where – you accidentally knock a big drink off the desk. Oh, yeah. And another actor is supposed to come put a trash can there for it to fall into. But, but when the reader doesn't do that part, right. because they're not a professional. Now, uh, th- that actor, if I recall, the Jake Johnson part had a lot of scenes with Lauren Lapkus, right? Uh, right, So yes. they probably were building the cast up from there. Uh, have you heard her Doughboys? No, where'd she go? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that the tension between you guys maybe got in the way of your getting that role? Uh, the that we're in a big fight. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she knows we're in a fight. Uh, see, I me, just know that she was hot doughboys. I wasn't. I know that she has, she has had to, to do interviews where she listed the best episodes of her podcast, and she didn't mention the one that I was on, even though let's face it, that one was funny. She has to know if, if well, you're on, on Doughboys and you're not, you have to know that's weirdly. Yeah, it should have been something that could work because you got the fight you guys were in was about whether to shut down. The electric feds. Right. So well, it should have been something that you could have used for that movie. Well, for the fight part of the movie, it would have worked, but I think they thought that dynamic was going to be too visceral for the audience. Mm. Too visceral. Too. Is that usable, the right word? Too, too helpful. Is too that the right real. word? I, it's funny. I've never heard casting decisions. Uh, made for those reasons. Oh, this is something that could really help us on the screen because uh, there's a real-life relationship that actually mirrors that of the characters. you got to be kidding me. Uh, Sean, Sean. Well, why do you think they chose Jake Johnson? Because he's funny! Because he's good, because he cleans up better than anyone. You mean cleans up after his audition? After his audition. He's good friends with the director for a long time. Well, he's good friends with director for a long time. You know, I don't know the director. Sean, can I tell him. you something? Yeah. You know, you of all people should know. Yeah, you want to you stop this dance that it's all uh, merit-based, that the world of auditioning is a meritocracy, that I out-auditioned you? Fine. You of all goddamn people should know. It's not how well you do. It's who you fucking know in this business. And it does, you know, you, if you're going to trace it back to safety knot, how did he get safety knot? He's been friends with the director for a long time. Before Safety Knot? Yes. It's hard to imagine anyone being friends before Safety Knot. That's what taught me it's what friendship movie was invented about. friendship, yeah. basically. Basically. It's funny. I have a story actually about the JP auditions. A buddy of mine is Colin's assistant. J-Dubs. He told me mm-hmm. Jake goes into the audition. No. Nails it. Sure. He Cleans up. That's the thing. What? 
he didn't even bother cleaning up because he was like, uh, I've heard about this. Yeah. I've heard about You've this heard tactic. This. Yeah. I have heard about this tactic where you're so above it. Yeah. You don't need the job. You're hot shit. It makes them want you even more. You're not willing to clean up. Now, all of a sudden, like, why didn't this guy feel like he had to clean up? He must be so good mm-hmm. and have so many opportunities that we got to get him. We got to get the guy who didn't clean up. I don't agree with that. I think that you should give it the respect it deserves. It's a space for other actors. I pity whoever went in after him and had to probably double clean Slip up. Slip and slide all over And the slipping in the <clears throat> big gulf. Had to clean it was up Lillard. before the audition. It was Matthew Lillard. It was Matt Lillard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I know because I saw Matt and he was pissed. And rightly so. Yeah. And I like Jake. He's funny. He's been on the podcast once three years ago. So this isn't about Jake and my, you know, it's not a thing with me and him. I think we both, what we do is good, both of us. It's different. And I think there's room enough for both of us in the next Jurassic Park movie. Playing the same character. Ideally, yes. (laughs) Just at different times. Maybe I could be young Jake. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think so. Well, but, what makes you feel like that's not a possibility? Well, there's – okay. So just to think it through, there's a few reasons. One is that you guys are roughly the same age. You don't mm. look markedly younger. Than how would he mm. be so much more successful than me? Right. Well, that's something you have to figure out your own time. But the other is that he's, you know um, – I just need a little time. He's much more recognizable than you. So when people see the quote-unquote older Jake Johnson character, which is – and we're all laughing because it's absurd – this notion to begin with, people are going to go, oh, Jake Johnson, I love him. Flashback to the younger Jake Johnson. Who is this unfamiliar face? I don't get it. Well, there's a world where it would be they'd go like, oh, good, Wyatt. <laughs> right. Oh, the, you're, oh, so you're suggesting that I play no, I play young no, Jake Johnson. No. Which I think is an interesting That's idea. That's disgusting. That's, That's that disgusting. Would, disgusting. I would buy into that. Yeah, I'd yeah. buy that. Yeah. Please don't gross me out. That's disgusting. Like a, ch- a chubbier Jake Johnson. Yeah, like a guy who's put let baby, it go a little, a little yeah. kind of like a Jews. In his youth, he was what are we going to explain happened to him in between? <laughs> well, you know, he converted and he lost started his working Judaism out. Started and worked working out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty common. <laughs> could tell the story of the movie very well. But just to, the final point here is that the reason, obviously, it wouldn't work with you and Jake playing the same characters because then you'd have, and this was proven by the auditions, auditions that you'd, it would be like, you know, one actor of an inferior ability and an actor of a superior ability playing the same person, it wouldn't make sense. It could be that Explain. he learned how to be a good actor in the meantime. Oh, so that's interesting. Oh, very cool. But the character isn't an actor, if you follow. The character, there's a. Aren't we all actors and don't we all wear masks in mm-hmm. our lives? No. That's wrong. Most people aren't actors. You and Jake are both actors, but what I'm saying is that the character in the movie isn't an actor. So there's no – it wouldn't make Why sense. Why is he like, in a movie then? Yeah, how do you get in the movie? Right. Okay. I, I'm beginning to understand why Jake got the part instead mm-hmm. of you, I think, for me. Or uh, I'm getting additional reasons now. Yeah, friends with the director. Bye. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.